If you will turn with me to Acts 10, I'm going to read a verse before that. You don't have to go to it. It's Revelation 12:10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Amen. Finally, I hope I get to see the day. I hope I get to kick it. It says, the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. You have an accuser. And I don't know about you, but he talks in my ear. And I have thoughts and he has other thoughts. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Who's talking? But the accuser accuses all day long. Now, Acts 10. I'm going to begin in verse 34. I'm going to lay a little bit of groundwork. I have a testimony I want to share with you today that just made my whole week. All right, Acts 10, 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Do you see that? The next time the accuser comes and says, Well, they're God's favorite. I'm not. You've got to read him this verse just like Jesus did. It is written. It is written. God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what color you are, or how strong or how weak you are. God is no respecter of persons. Jesus fixed that on the cross. You know, God doesn't like the Jew more than he likes the, the Gentile. He fixed that on the cross. You know, there are some people that just, you know, they just love the Jews because they're God's people. Now, folks, Jesus fixed that on the cross. He fixed it on the cross. We're all Jews now. We're all Jews. Got that? So that's another thing you've got to tell that accuser. Now, John three seventeen. It says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn, I came to save. Do you see that with your eyes? Can you put that verse in your heart? God did not come to condemn. He came to save. He is not on the other side of the abyss waiting for you to get your act together before he does anything for you. That is not scriptural. It says Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is right there walking with you. And you know when he's going to meet you? In the middle of your sin. In the middle of all the mess you have gotten yourself into. Is when Jesus will meet you. And he will walk with you. And it is written he will not forsake you. Oh how many times I've said I've done it again. You know what Jesus said 70 times 7. I laughed the other day. Dole said, I think I've reached the end of that. 490 times. I said, gotta love me. Because Jesus does. Because Jesus does. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you. Now why are you saying all this? Go with me to Romans 5. It says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Thank you for the law. You know, um, 
Lester Summerall made a, a, an interesting statement I heard years ago I never forgot. You know, Lester Summerall, back in the 30s, went all over the world with Carter. And they, they preached all over the world. They were probably one of the only evangelists in the Pentecostal movement that did that. I mean, they went everywhere. And he was sent, he went down into South America, into some of the most primitive tribes of the Amazon. And he said, you know what he found in those primitive tribes of Amazon? They believed, thou shalt not lie. They believed, thou shalt not commit adultery. They believed, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's donkey. They had the law written in their hearts. They had never heard it. But it was written in their hearts. You know what? It says that in Romans. The law is written in our hearts. He said, they believed the same thing we did. They knew what sin was. In the most primitive tribes in the Amazon, they knew what sin was. Why? We got God in us, folks. We live and move and have our being in God. And that law was written in their hearts. So, let's go on. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. The more law you got in there, the more sin you're going to commit. I remember when Dole said, oh, I remember when Dole said it answered one of my questions. When you tell yourself, thou shalt not, thou surely will. Thou surely will. Why? It's in our nature. Do you know you have the nature of sin in you? Do you know you were born that way? Thank you, Adam. Do you know you, that nature of sin is in us when we were born? Folks all have sinned. Why? It's in there. That's why we die. Thank God Jesus took care of both of those, if we believe. Now, it says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I want you to look at that. I want you to realize the way that this verse, grace is stronger than sin. Do you see that? Grace is stronger than sin. Otherwise, the gospel would have never worked. Grace is stronger than your sin. Not only that, it abounds. It abounds. You know what? It even abounds over unbelief. It'll abound over fear. It'll abound over doubt if you will believe. It abounds over sin. It abounds over your sin of unbelief, of fear, of doubt. If you will believe, it will abound. You got to let sin, uh, grace have its work. It works. How does it work? When we believe. When we read the word of God out loud and get faith. It says faith cometh by hearing the gospel. We keep feeding our hearts that grace through the gospel and it will abound. It will abound. And the last, what we know that, that Ephesians 2, 8. For grace are you saved. Grace are you saved. Oh, I, you know, I used to hear people say that verse. It took, I never said it much because I didn't understand it. But by grace are we saved. You are not saved by anything you do. You are saved through grace. Amen. Through faith. The only thing we are required to do is to believe. 
That is our only requirement. Not take how many showers a day. Not read so many psalms. Not go here and do this. By grace we are saved. We have to believe that the grace works. That it abounds. It abounds. We are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. Not our works. We are saved by grace. And Romans says it's grace to grace. Faith to faith. That grace and that faith that work together. More grace, more faith. More grace, more faith. Grace to grace. Faith to faith. Faith in what? In the grace. And what Jesus did for us on the cross. It was grace that put Jesus on the cross. It was grace. The prophets of the Old Testament saw the grace. They wrote about it. They wanted to experience it. Peter said that. They were excited because they saw what was coming. What was coming? Grace. Grace was coming. Grace. We didn't ask for it. We don't deserve it. But God did it anyway. He put Jesus on the cross. That bought our grace. Jesus bought our grace. His blood bought our grace. It bought our forgiveness. You are forgiven when you believe. You are justified when you believe. Commit to, hang on to, adhere to what Jesus did on the cross. That's your part. You adhere to it. You believe it. You make it your own. You commit to it. It becomes yours. But it's already been done. It's already been done. But it's grace to grace. It's grace to grace. Now, the last verse I want us to look at is Romans 12, 2. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Did you know there were levels of the will of God? Did you know there were levels of the will of God? Do you know the next time that accuser comes to you and says, well, you got COVID and you couldn't get rid of it. You tell the accuser, I'm going to believe God in the gospel anyway. Because this is the good and acceptable will of God. You do not get condemned. You don't get condemned. I don't know about you, but I'm not walking on water yet. I mean, I fill up the bathtub every once in a while and climb in. You know what? I'm not on the top yet. I'm not walking on water yet. One of the best testimonies I ever heard Dole say that helped me immensely back in the 80s was he ended up with appendicitis. And this man, we know by all the testimonies of ourselves that this man has faith. And he has the anointing of God on him. It would do good, some of you, to study out the anointing of God. But anyway, he went to God and he said, if I don't go to the hospital, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And you know what God said to him? Well, dog, I tried, but you wouldn't believe. What did God say? That would be my acceptable will. 
Guess who went with Doyle to the hospital? That would be my acceptable will. Guess who went with Doyle to the hospital? He got to the hospital and they said, you just got here in time. And Doyle said, I didn't come here to die. That was faith talking out of his mouth. That was faith talking out of his mouth. He knew God was with him. Oh, we accuse ourselves. We let the devil condemn us that, you know, I'm stuck in here and I should have had more faith. It is faith to faith. It is grace to, I mean, it's grace to grace, faith to faith, acceptable, good, perfect will of God. We cannot condemn ourselves for where we are. We have a shepherd. We look to him to walk us out. Now, I had something, I heard some news this week that absolutely blessed me. Roy Oakley uh, contacted us in the beginning of July, and I knew Roy Oakley had some eye issues. But I didn't, um, I didn't know how extensive. But in the beginning of July, he texted me, and he said that his, he had pain. He had optical nerve pain. I don't like to hear anybody have pain. He had optical nerve pain, and he would have bouts where it would attack, and he could, his vision would get all blurred for 40, 50 minutes at a time. I mean blurry. And when he did it in July, there was something in God said, I want you to start praying for him. And I told Dole, and Dole said, I'm praying too. I contacted one other person. I said, I want you to pray, believe with me that God will help this man out. I told Roy, I said, we're going to pray. You know what happened? I mean, my last two messages were based in Roy Oakley. He said, Kathy, it's gotten worse. Thank you, Jesus. I'm killing him, Lord. I set my faith to help him, and I'm killing him. That's when I said, it's going to get worse. Why? Now the devil's mad. Now the devil's mad. I had to lay that aside, not look at what was going on, and keep believing. Keep believing. I had others too, but I mean, God put this in my heart. We got a message from him. It got worse. We said, go to the doctor's. This man has already had six surgeries on his eyes. I didn't know that. Thank you, Lord, I didn't know it before I started praying. Six surgeries. He was hesitant to go because, you know, it's going to be another surgery. He went to the doctors. They gave him some new glasses. Right, Roy? Yes. You got your mic on? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you describe the pain that you would feel? Not really. Um just terrible it was i had it was everything from poor vision to complete blindness at times to just agony to the point before i had the surgeries the agony on the optical nerves was so bad i i couldn't if i stood up it was it was it didn't matter what I did. I remember being in bed trying to go to sleep, and I just couldn't do it. And my body would just convulse. And I got up. I threw up because I just couldn't bear the pain. And I was in my 
um, bathroom on the floor praying Isaiah 53, 52 verses um, 3 and 4, and I was just over my faith. But um, it, it had gotten, there's definitely a curse there, but, um, you know, things had gotten worse uh, this year. And um, my eyes were giving out, and I couldn't, I couldn't do my job. I got to where I couldn't read the Word of God, and it was really tormenting. And I was just believing that by going to the doctor, I'd get the grace of God. And, you know, you had mentioned someone went and got the grace of God. Because I was beyond, you know, wit's end. Um, or I had passed that. And, um, but everything has um, it's totally turned around since then. You have no pain now, right? I have no, I have no pain whatsoever. Jesus. I don't care how he got it. No pain. I don't care how he got it. Thank you, Jesus. No pain. And not only that, you can read now, can't you? I can read. I've been making up for lost time. I've been reading hours every day. It's been excellent. It's, it's something I desire to do. You know, I wanted my eyes obviously healed and there's more to go, but they've come a long way by the mercy of God. And, um, I, one of the things is I wanted to be able to read the Word of God, and now that I can, I'm taking advantage of that. I didn't want to just have the attitude, I want my eyes healed so I can read and then not do it. You know, I've, I've been reading a lot. I've been, I've been able to read more this last week than I have pretty much all year because I haven't been able to, and it's just been excellent. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. I just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Is he done yet? No. We're going to go all the way. You know, if God does one miracle for you. And like I told him, I said, I can't, you know, the, the, he went to the specialist. And the specialist, they, they tried a couple things that I, I won't go into the details. But they were looking at another surgery. No. No pain. Thank you, Jesus. No pain. So we don't stop. You don't get condemned where you're at. You don't stop. When you go, if you have to go to the hospital, you go to the hospital. Just like Dole had to. But you go believing the gospel. You go knowing that God has a good and acceptable and a perfect will of God. We're working toward the perfect. But until we get there, we go with the good and acceptable. And we go with the gospel. And we go knowing God knows where we're at. And we go knowing that grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. And now the Lord just spoke to me. If you are not endeavoring to get out of your sin and you're still in it, you aren't going to get the grace like you need it. You're going to have to get work to lay down that sin. You're going to have to work to get the sin out. You get on your face and you plead and you ask for mercy for God to help you get out of the sin. Jesus said to the woman, he said, go and sin no more. Lest the worst thing come unto you. Did you hear what Jesus said? But while we're walking, we are not condemned. We are not condemned of what hits us. We go with the gospel. 
We go knowing that Jesus died for us, that he bore our sin, that he bore our sickness, that he bore our pain, that he bore our poverty, that he died for our security, our safety. He died to make us children of God. That's what we go with. That's what we walk in. The blood that was shed for us that ju justifies us from all things. And when we see sin, you know, when God corrects you, oh, he'll put the sin right here. I saw that about two days ago. Lovely. But you know what? There's no condemnation in the correction of God. He just sticks it right in front of your face. You see, and you say, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood, and you get it under. Amen? Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.